And let's do it, like it or not. All right. Cool, man. Okay. We'll just wing it. Right. Ready to go. (laughs) Cool. Well, anyway, Matt, thanks for joining me from, we were talking about this earlier, Romania. Um, You're there for a film festival, and we were chatting a little bit about the films you saw there. I understand some exceptional films from the one and only Agnes Varda, so... Yeah. uh, Thanks for chiming in from Romania. Oh, no problem. I'm always happy to talk with you, Brian. Very cool. You know, and the reason we get together every month like this, Matt, is for one of our favorite things to do. Well, at least it's one of my favorite things to do. I don't know about if it's one of your favorite things to do. It's to chat about the 10 albums you need to know this time around for June 2019. Oh, I love it too, Brian. You try and stop me. (laughs) (laughs) I've tried. I know. You came to me once with the 100 albums you need to know for June. And I said, you know, Matt, uh, appreciate the enthusiasm. but Yeah. (laughs) No, just kidding. <laughs> it's too many. But uh, this is a good list this time. Yeah, this is a good list this time. Now, we got a little bit of everything. Um, a little bit of the avant-garde. Uh, you know, we got some world music jazz. We've got the return of a South African jazz legend. We've even got some jazz and poetry in the mix. Um, so this is an exciting list. And uh, Matt, what do you say we just get right to it? I'm ready to go, Brian. Let's do it. Very cool. The first the first album on my list, and uh, I assume that's the same list for you. I guess so, yeah. Is by, <laughs> is by the saxophonist Sam Newsom. Okay, it's called Chaos Theory, Song Cycles for Prepared Saxophone. And it was released on the Some New Music label. Um, that's a riff on Sam Newsom's last name, by the way. On June 3rd. Uh, Matt, what can you tell us about this album? Well, first off, that I just got that that uh, little thing about the label. I never don't occur to me, so my <laughs> mind is a little bit blown right now. But anyways. <laughs> some new music, new some. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, yeah, we're starting off this list with what is certainly the most challenging of all of the albums that we'll mention on this podcast. Uh, Sam Newsom is, um, you know, his case theory is rooted in the avant-garde tradition. And that's just a tradition that simply challenges the listener's expectations. Here on this album, he he's experimenting with um, with the solo saxophone. It's it's he augments his instrument in several ways to produce you know sounds, noises, and and these these are sounds and noises that are often strange and unexpected. But if you are looking for something out of the ordinary, you can do no wrong should you choose to give this record a spin. And actually, it's nice to start off this this list um, uh, with this album because, um, you know, I like to promote um, adventurous listening. So uh, to listen to something that's a little bit out of the ordinary, I mean, it's always it, it can be very, very rewarding. You know, a lot of people have heard of pre- prepared piano, which is when a piano player will, like you say, augment the instrument with things like mm, magnets, sticks in the strings, stuff like that. Uh, Sam Newsom is really an innovator in that he brought that approach to the soprano saxophone. Um, a lot of people who, who go and watch Sam Newsom will notice that one of the things he's famous for augmenting his saxophone with is balloons. He'll attach balloons to the bell or keyholes key or something like that. And there's a reason for that is because uh, Sam Newsom, Newsom, believe it or not, is uh, an amateur balloon twister. Um, 
it's a hobby for him. It helps him relax. Um, <laughs> he's been quoted as saying, you know, Miles Davis painted, I twist balloons. Um, so <laughs> just be aware of that as you listen to this album, um, which, as you say, Matt, is really kind of beautiful in a challenging, in, innovative, ingenious way. Uh, a little bit more uh, trivia on Sam Newsom. He grew up in Virginia, which was like a hotbed of musicians. And uh, he actually played in a garage band with fellow Virginia native and current Herbie Hancock bassist, James Genus. Um, and he even took jazz theory lessons from the saxophonist Steve Wilson while they were in high school. So he's been around for a while. He's brilliant. And, uh, this this new album is just like the latest great installment into his discography. So, Matt, what do you say we go ahead and listen to a track? Let's do it. This is the tune Bubble Mute Boogie. cool stuff indeed um next album on the list and uh we're staying kind of outside of the mainstream here because the next album on the list is by a jazz harpist uh it's by brandy younger and the name of the album is soul awakening it was released on june 7th matt what can you tell us about brandy younger's album soul awakening yeah when i interviewed brandy younger um i think it was about a month ago uh, I was taken by the creativity and sense of independence that she just radiated. So that interview is out there on um, on jazzes dot com if yes, you're interested. It is. Check it out. Um, yeah, it's just this is just a, a wonderful. It's wonderful to get an insight uh, on Soul Awakening of her formative years. Though in her conversation, she made sure to specify that she still feels like she is in her formative years. Um, and this this album is a collection of never uh, before released recordings that predate her earlier official LPs, and um, it includes you know musicians like Ravi Coltrane, Chris Beck, and EJ Strickland, just to, just to name a few there. But um, not to mention that what is fascinating about Younger is, as you mentioned, that she is a harpist. So it's exciting to finally feature this instrument on a tel- 10 albums you need to know about list. Though, as we'll see later, spoiler alert, it's actually not the only time that we will see this magical instrument grace our June list. <laughs> this is correct. It was a good month for the jazz harp, I guess. But you are so right, Matt. Um, You know, Brandy is a huge presence on the New York harp scene, both jazz and classical. And as you mentioned, she collaborates on this album with Ravi Coltrane, who is, of course, John Coltrane's son. And John Coltrane was hugely instrumental in bringing the harp into jazz, uh, you know, through his work with his wife, Alice Coltrane. So it's very, very cool to hear a talented uh, jazz harpist on the level of Brandy Younger uh, kind of perform with yet another Coltrane. It's kind of transporting in a sense. Uh, It's a very cool album. Let's go ahead and listen to a track. 
This is the tune Love's Prayer featuring Ravi Coltrane. there from Brandy Younger. That's the album Soul Awakening, released on June 7th. Up next, we'll take things in a slightly different direction. We've got a new album by the tenor saxophonist David Sanchez. The album is called Carib. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, I think uh, it so. It was released on Ropadope Records on June 7th. Yeah, for those who like me, possibly, you know, like most people listening to this podcast, believe that that music and jazz is um, uh, particularly fueled by the interaction between various different cultures. A project like Carib, hopefully that is how you say it, uh, can only come as uh, incredibly exciting. Um, yeah, so uh, Carib is just, it's a new ensemble led by a saxophone Grammy uh, winning artist, uh, David Sanchez, uh, who blends the traditional music of his native Puerto Rico and Haiti and West African drums and, and jazz um, uh, using a modern context. Uh, you know, he, he also wrote all the songs in this new album, uh, which still, you know, presents elements of his previous projects uh, that, that may be familiar to the fans, but they're updated, they're fresh, um, they just seem invigorated. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating new project from a fascinating artist. It really is. And, you know, David Sanchez is a familiar face for a lot of people uh, through his work in the SF Jazz Collective. Uh, he's been a longtime member there and he plays a lot in the Bay Area, but he really hit the ground running when he kind of uh, arrived on the scene in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, got his start with Dizzy Gillespie's band, uh, touring with the vocalist Miriam McCaba. And uh, yeah, he's one of my favorite tenor players. He has a really kind of strong muscular style, but at the same time, very flexible, very smooth. Um, Karib is an awesome album. And if you like the album and this style of music, another good port of entry into David's music is uh, a project he did with the trumpeter Sc Christian Scott called The 90 Miles Project. And it was a documentary film and an album that they recorded in Havana, Cuba, um, just featuring the city's best musicians and, of course, Christian Scott and David Sanchez. It's it's a really cool album, and it's uh, kind of a nice companion to David's latest, Carib. That said, let's go ahead and listen to a track from Carib. This is the tune Madriga. <laughs> So 
So yeah, some very happening stuff there from saxophonist David Sanchez. That's a cut off his latest album, Carib, released on the Ropadope label on June 7th. Matt, up next, we have a new album from a piano master. It's Fred Hirsch and the WDR Big Band, uh, which is conducted by Vince Mendoza. The new album is called Begin Again, and it was released on the Palmetto label on June 7th. Matt, what's up with this album? Well, first of all, Begin Again, this Begin Again is not to be mistaken with uh, Nora Jones' uh, album that was recently released of the same name. So that's a first. Uh, a good but, disclaimer uh, yeah. there, yes. <laughs> but Fred, Fred Hirsch is one of the most celebrated jazz composers today. And it's great to hear some of the works he's composed over the years get a WDR big band treatment you know uh this is a highly acclaimed grammy winning 17 piece ensemble and under the direction of vince mendoza now vince mendoza actually also arranged the music and um and you know the band really steps up to the challenge of giving this exciting selection of uh, hirsch works uh singular readings uh by the way uh hirsch fans will also be excited to know that uh, begin again also features one previously unrecorded piece titled Song Without Words Number 2, Ballad, uh, which he defined as the closest he's ever come to writing a standard ballad. So that's, that's pretty cool. It is really cool. And you're right. You know, this album is kind of a career retrospective. And of course, Fred Hirsch is renowned uh, for his solo work and his trio work. So it's really cool to kind of hear his compositions fleshed out with the full orchestra. And for those unfamiliar, um, the WDR Big Band is one of the best big bands in Europe. It stands for the, uh, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, the Westdeutsche Rundfunk. That's and, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I, I don't just really speak that language. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it sound, at least it sounds good to someone. It uh, sounds anyway, good. <laughs> thank you. The Rundfunk is just, it literally means broadcast uh, in German. And so it's a radio band. It's the equivalent of, you know, like we used to have the NBC orchestra or the ABC or CBS orchestras here in the States. And, um, you know, as far as radio bands go, it is really second to none. Um all around a very, very cool project. Matt, what say you? We go and listen to a track. This is the title track. This is Begin Again. Okay, very nice stuff there. Again, that was Fred Hirsch and the WDR Big Band, uh, which is led by Vince Mendoza. The name of the album is Begin Again, and it was released on Palmetto Records on June 7th. Okay, Matt, next on our list is uh, Jazz's Favorite. It's a new album by the pianist and vocalist Jamie Cullum. Uh, this new album is called Taller, and it was released on Blue Note Records, at least it was here in the States, on June 7th. Matt, take it away. Yeah, this is interesting because, you know, it comes five years after um, uh, Interlude, which was an album of standards and covers. And, but here on Taller, he 
uh, you know, Cullen puts his songwriting front and center. So uh, this new album finds him really unafraid to explore and share intimate aspects of his own life and even some of his uh, own personal takes on the world around him, including references and digs at uh, the current political situation of his native United Kingdom, which we, you know, uh, people might be familiar with at the moment. Um, I find that column here is just at his most raw and intimate, uh, more so than he has been in a while and arguably more so than, than ever, completely dedicated to uh, releasing uh, something that has the mark of his personal style of songwriting. And he's also, you know, refusing to sort of be restricted or restrained uh, by considerations of styles and genres. And um, yeah, I think um, that works in Taller's favor, uh, especially as far as the original vision of the album is concerned, uh, which is just um, his own songwriting. You are so right, Matt. You know, in fact, I actually talked to Jamie Cullum about the making of this album, and that interview will be uh, the the topic of our upcoming Jazz's Backstage Pass podcast, so be sure to subscribe so that it arrives uh, uh, in your inbox. And uh, it, it, it definitely has a fascinating backstory. You know, he went into the project, as you mentioned, five years after his last album, and he was writing songs that, for whatever reason, just weren't clicking with him. Um, so he scrapped the project and he started again. He started to just keep it personal to write what he knew and about what was going on in the moment. And what emerged was this, uh, this album taller that deals with some very personal themes. Um, the title track I should mention is, uh, kind of a uh, riff on the fact that Cullum is uh, only five foot five, um, but his wife, uh, Sophia Dahl, who is actually the granddaughter of the author Roald Dahl, uh, is six feet tall. And so the title track is kind of a play on that. It has the lyrics, I wish I were taller, um, which for me as a five foot seven guy, I can definitely identify with. But speaking to uh, Jamie, you know, he kind of Revealed that the you know the lyrics obviously are are about much more than that. It's about kind of being there and present emotionally um, for your significant other, offering you know full support and open arms and encouragement and all that stuff. And that's what he means in the sense of you know being taller and wanting to stand next to someone. So um, it's a really cool album. It has almost the freshness and energy of a debut album. That's how different it is from his other material. And uh, I've been spinning it a lot around the house and it's going to be uh, cool to share it with the rest of you. So let's go ahead and listen to a track from Taller. This is the title track. This is Taller. Glorious so I don't measure up. I was sober and furious, weighing all my life. So hand me a rope, will I climb? Will I choke till I make the stars alive? I wish I was Love that new direction from Jamie Cullum there. Um, we'll follow it up with the next album on our list, Matt. 
And this one is by the bassist Ron Carter and poet Danny Simmons. It's called The Brown Beatnik Tomes, live at Brick House. And that was also released on Blue Note on June 7th. Yeah, there's a huge tradition uh, of jazz and poetry that is often talked about. And the release of the Brown Beatnik Tomes goes to show that this is a tradition that is alive and well. Um, So this album is really a live recording of a special event that took place at uh, Brooklyn's Brick House. Um, And uh, it was an event of jazz and poetry um, that revolved around the collaboration of poet Danny Simmons, who's, you know, he's an Emmy Award winning artist and, uh, you know, just a fascinating figure in his own right. And bass legend Ron Carter, who really needs no introduction. Uh, So it's worth noting that um, this album is only one of the, um, as I say, incarnations of the Brown Beatnik Tomes project uh, that has been created by Simmons. And it's a concept that started as a book and became an event and now and is of course now uh, an album for all um, to enjoy and to to be really taken by and uh, and it just matches hotly read poetry with music yep you got it and you, like you said ron carter needs no introduction i mean the most recorded jazz bassist in history appearing on over 2000 recordings and danny simmons even if you you know don't haven't heard of him directly the name might ring familiar because he's the brother to you know hip-hop mogul russell simmons and to run dmc rapper joseph simmons aka rev run um and he actually conceived of and co-produced the deaf poetry series on hbo um which of course helped turn spoken word poetry into a worldwide phenomenon so these are two heavyweights coming together to unite jazz and poetry. Uh, It's an excellent project. Matt, let's go ahead and listen to a track. This is a poem called For a Pistol. A poet is a pistol with an extended clip busting off rounds into the head of America and brains ooze on streets where children once played that are now the dog runs for bleeding rich history and heresy. A Mary Hollow Point Baraka will bust a cap in your ass on Nostrad and Fulton and make you get religion and revolution up in here. In a Very cool hat. stuff there from Ron Carter and Danny Simmons. That's the Brown Beatnik Tomes live at Brick House, released on Blue Note on June 7th. Up next, we have a new album from the Anat Cohen Tentet. The album is called Triple Helix. It was released on Anzic Records on June 14th. Take it away, Matt. Yep, a ten- this Tentet led by clarinet virtuoso Anat Cohen. Probably one of the most adventurous and exciting ensembles around today. Uh, and on this album, they get even more ambitious. So, I, I mean, I think they released their debut album in 2017. Um, so they have been around for long, but they really, it really feels like, you know, they... They keep getting more and more ambitious. So Triple Helix is is, is driven by uh, a title three-piece concerto uh, written by Cohen's uh, longtime collaborator, uh, Oded Lev Ari, 
I hope that's how you pronounce it. Uh, and he's also the group's uh, musical director. And he really has a great understanding of the chemistry of this ensemble and just the various elements that make them so fascinating and, excitement, and exciting as individual musicians and just as part of this, of the group. Uh, but that's just part of the LP um, that, you know, it also includes compositions and arrangements by uh, by Cohen and um, uh, Lev Ari. Uh, actually, one of them that really got, uh, I really enjoyed listening to was uh, an arrangement by Anat Cohen um, of Astor Piazzolla's, ooh, here we go, Mi Yonga del Angel, I think that's that's the right pronunciation. Nice. And it, Nailed right, it. Right. It's like your D, WDR uh, <laughs> the pronunciation <laughs> of that, right? And uh, We do our best, folks. Yeah, we do our best. <laughs> and that's just, you know, that's just one of the points where it just clearly shows that this is not just a fascinating reading, uh, record, but also marks an evolution in, in the Tentet sound. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, we've been following Anat Cohen's work for a while now, and it's always hear it's always great to hear it you know blown up to scale with the tentet um anat has done a lot in the past with brazilian music specifically coro um and she really draws influence from every corner uh, of the globe so you'll find all sorts of influences here um, from latin american to middle eastern american jazz uh it is a fascinating album and uh Another great uh, contribution from Anad Cohen. So let's go ahead and listen to a track. As a matter of fact, this is the track that we uh, tried to pronounce earlier. This is Milonga del Angelo. stuff from Anat Cohen and her Tentet. Again, the name of the album is Triple Helix. Uh, it was released June 14th on the Anzic label. All right, Matt, we've come to our next harp album. And actually, it's two harps for the price of one. Uh, it's by Edmar Castaneda and Gregoire Moray. And the album is called A Harp vs. Harp. It was released on June 14th on the ACT label. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's a reason why we haven't really talked about it. It's, it's interesting, by the way, that, that we have two albums with the harp, you know, featuring the harp front, front and center. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. Well, there is a reason why that is. Uh, and that's because, quite simply, the harp is just a difficult instrument to play in jazz, uh, which is why it's not the most explored influent, a, a instrument in jazz. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Gregor uh, Marais, is that how you pronounce it, Brian? That is it. Gregor? Okay. Gregor Murray, uh, you know, one half a duo with Edmar Castaneda. Um, yeah, they have such great chemistry, you know, between the, the two artists also have lots of great mutual interests and they really explore them. You know, you find it in the themes of this album, like the theme of religion. There's also their shared love of Brazilian music and, of course, jazz. And it just provides... Uh, and all of this provides a great 
uh, strong backing for their fearless and expressive musical explorations on harp versus harp. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on which they showcase their strong sort of musical affinity, and they just continue to innovate and redefine the roles of their instruments. You know, they're two musicians that have a history of rewriting the rule books of, of, the, of their instruments. So it's fantastic stuff. Totally. And some people might be wondering, you know, why is this album called Harp vs. Harp? Well, for Enmar right. Castaneda, that's an easy case. He is a, a harp player. He plays a version of the harp called the Colombian harp, though, which is a little bit smaller than the traditional harp. And a lot of people know Gregoire Marais as a harmonica player. He's a fantastic harmonica player. Well, uh, the harmonica goes by many names, well, among them being the French harp or the mouth harp. And uh, the mouth harp is still a term you hear used uh, in blues circles. You know, every time you hear a blues harmonica player, they often call their instrument the harp. Um, hence the name harp versus harp. These are two instruments, again, you don't hear that much traditionally um, in jazz. But these guys can make them swing. You ever hear bebop on a harp, you know, or jazz fusion on a harmonica? It's the coolest thing ever. Um, and these two musicians are, are just two shiny examples of how jazz has reached into new places, new genres, uh, you know, and, and instruments. So a fascinating listen. Let's go ahead and listen to a track. This is the tune Bluesarino. All right, Matt, we're getting near the end here. I uh, got two more albums for you, and uh, we really did save the best for last. This penultimate, I always feel pretentious when I use that word, uh, but this second to last <laughs> <laughs> album is by <laughs> Philip Bailey. Okay, Philip Bailey, former vocalist, frontman for Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's called Love Will Find a Way. It was released on, uh, will be released June 21st on the Verve Universal Music label. So what can you tell us about this album, Matt? I was just going to say, who doesn't, who doesn't love Earth, Wind, and Fire? You know, Brian, what do you think? I don't, I've, I've never met anyone. Who doesn't right. love Earth, Wind, and Fire? Exactly, and that's right. a lot of double negatives. But, uh, <laughs> but another way of saying everybody loves Earth, Wind, and Fire. Everybody <laughs> loves Earth, Wind, and Fire, right? I'm always happy to hear, and I'm always happy to hear anything new by Philip Bailey. Uh, you know, the unmistakable falsetto voice of that legendary band. Well, I was particularly excited to find that Love Will Find a Way is not only like a continuation of the band's you know, genre-defying spirit and Bailey's genre-defying spirit. But it also features some of the biggest names of jazz ever. You know, not not just jazz. You know, you got R&B pop in there. You know, you got people like Chick Corea, Kamasi Washington, Christian McBride, Robert Glasper. So, and the list goes on and on. You know, you, you've got um, 
you know, Will I Am is in there. You know, just just um, just some some great artists coming together on this on this new album, and the present is some of these the biggest names in jazz and music today, or you know, jazz legends and so on. Uh, it just enriches the blend of tradition and modernity that this album really, really represents. And uh, it's just another reason uh, to, to get really, really excited about this new Philip Bailey album. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, a uh, ton of star power on this album, but that's, you know, only to match the star power that is Philip Bailey. Um, you know, he was invited to join Earth, Wind, and Fire in 1972, handpicked by the one and only Maurice White. Um, you know, as he went into his solo career, it this album doesn't mark the first time he's collaborated with jazz artists. Um, in 1999, he released the album Dreams, which featured uh, Grover Washington Jr. and Pat Metheny and a handful of other jazz heavyweights. Um, and he came out with another album in 2002 called Soul on Jazz. Uh, but for this album, he was really kind of inspired by this new movement of R&B-minded, hip-hop-listening, electronics-using jazz artists like Robert Glasper that you mentioned, um, like Kamasi Washington. Um, and he was just impressed with the way they were building a bridge from jazz to R&B and hip-hop and electronic music. So he reached out to Glasper um, to collaborate on this album and decided to build a bridge back the other way um, and kind of meet in the mil middle. It's an awesome album, and it's so cool to hear Philip Bailey uh, back in my headphones. Um, you know, that falsetto is unmistakable, and uh, yeah, very exciting album. So Matt, let's go ahead and take a listen to a track. This is the lead single, Billy Jack. Just on a Monday only he can name of the album is love will find a way it will be released june 21st on verve universal music which brings us matt to the final album on our list and uh we've selected a very special one here it's by the south african piano legend and we are talking legend abdullah ibrahim the name of the album is The Balance. It was will be released on Gearbox Records on June 29th. Mm. What can you tell us about this album, Matt? Well, you know, there's so much to say about uh, Abdullah Ibrahim. It's just, um, yeah, he's a fascinating, uh, he's a fascinating musician, a fascinating artist, a fascinating man. You know, speaking of his music, I've never been to South Africa, but, you know, his music I just associated with... Um, what I do know about the country and what I don't know about the country, you know, to me, it's the music of the, the port areas of Cape Town. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's the music, you know, you can hear the traditional sounds of Africa, uh, you know, the, uh, the gospel of uh, AME Church, but also just influences from the history of jazz music. 
you know, I hear a lot of, uh, for example, Ellington or, or Monk, uh, you know, and the way that he plays and just an appreciation for that music as well as the music of his, uh, of his country. So it's just amazing to hear that he has uh, no intention of slowing down. And the balance, uh, you know, it's, it's his first LP in five years. And uh, yeah, it finds him still. I think he says that he, you know, this with this album, he's pushing himself out of his comfort zone, and and uh, he does that alongside a septet ekaya. I think that's what how, how you pronounce it, and that's a word that translates as um, translates to home. Um, and that's a band that he's also been leading for since nineteen eighty three. So it's amazing to see one of the greats still with us and still going strong. Still going strong, absolutely. And uh, being honored and respected for his work uh, now more than ever. Just this year, 2019, uh, he was rewarded an NEA Jazz Master Fellowship. So we were all very excited to hear that. And yeah, you mentioned the band Ikaya. And uh, I just want to kind of shout out the members of that group uh, because they're all also uh, amazing musicians. Um, it's got Cleve Guyton Jr. on alto saxophone, Lance Bryant on tenor saxophone, Andre Murchison on trombone, Marshall McDonald on baritone saxophone, Noah Jackson on cello, which adds a nice texture to the mix, Alec Dankworth on bass, and Will Terrell on drums. So, uh, yeah, again, very happy to see that uh, Abdullah Ibrahim is still making, you know, phenomenal music, still going strong, and uh, can't wait to share it with you guys. Let's listen to a track this is Jabula. was uh, the latest from pianist Abdullah Ibrahim. That's a cut from his new album, The Balance, released on Gearbox Records on June 29th. And Matt, you know, I said that was our final album, but I lied. I lied because as a digital exclusive, as an online... Yes, I did. I'm capable of it. Um, Like when I told you your haircut looked good last week, I... Uh. uh, I was no. I'm just kidding. Your haircut always looks good. Oh, that's um, <laughs> nah. My, my hair, my hair never looks good. <laughs> I try yeah, to wash well, it as little least, as possible too. It's part of the style. Yeah, that's the exactly. I want to say that's that's the trend. That's the look, man. Um, anyways, we've got a podcast exclusive. We're going so we're going to turn it up all the way to eleven, just like our friends in Spinal Tap. Our eleventh album. You need to know uh, for the month of June. 2019 is the latest from the one and only Chick Korea. That's right. He's got a new album called Antidote, and it will be released on Concord Records on June 28th. 
This finds Chikoria in the flamenco mode. Um, anyone who's followed Chikoria over the years knows that he has a huge interest in flamenco music. Um, and here on his latest album, he dives headfirst and deep into the music, into flamenco music. Um, we couldn't include this in our text version of the 10 albums roundup because uh, it wasn't announced at that point. So we are very, very happy to include it here as an online podcast exclusive. We'll get to hear a little excerpt from Chikoria's new album, Antidote. Let's take a listen to a track. Once again, this is Chick Corea and the Spanish Heart Band. The tune is The Yellow Nimbus, part two. As always, fascinating stuff from Chick Corea. Um, and that does it for us no. this month. Let's go on. Let's do another surprise yes. album. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Justin we could, Bieber man. is out with a new could. album. Uh, <laughs> is he? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. It's a jazz album, yes. And it's how a, cool would it be? How to go cool would it jazz. be if Justin Bieber released a jazz album? That would be, you know, <laughs> just of all Frank Sinatra covers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you know what? I peruse the Billboard charts occasionally, and there are currently two, I believe, two Frank Sinatra tributes in the top twenty. One by the country artist Trisha Yearwood, and another by uh, Willie Nelson. So Willie Nelson has been known to dip his toes in the jazz pool, um, and he's quite good. You know, his uh, collaborations with Wynton Marsalis uh, were pretty good. So you never know. Justin Bieber, if you're out there, if you're listening, maybe it's time to drop your jazz album once and for all. Give us a call. Um, Brian, I have no doubt that Justin Bieber is listening to this podcast. Our, he looks forward to it, He's our biggest fan. Yeah, he writes us all the time Yeah, uh, on iTunes. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> hi, Justin. <laughs> if you're listening, right? Hi, Justin. Anyway, Matt. Yeah, that does it for us. Another another episode in the books. Um, if you like what you hear, everyone, uh, you're gonna love what you can read on our website and in our quarterly print edition, the summer issue featuring an exclusive interview with George Benson is just about to hit newsstands. So check out, uh, your nearest bookstore for that or subscribe online, visit us online and click that big red subscribe button in the upper left-hand corner. A lot of options for you there. If you got a digital only subscription, you can get the digital plus a print magazine subscription and then you could go for the whole kit and caboodle that's our legacy subscription which features digital access a print magazine and eight uh sampler cds uh to add to your collection and uh yeah that's it for me matt you have anything to add um i'll think about it and i'll let you know (laughs) (laughs) okay Coming up in our next uh, episode, again, is that interview with Jamie Cullum. Uh, so stay tuned for that. All righty, Matt. That'll do it for me. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey. 
Yeah, thanks a lot, everyone. We'll see you next time for Jazz Is See Backstage you real Pass. soon. See you real soon. God, we got to work on rapping See you real soon, guys. <laughs> <laughs> everybody and that does it for another episode of jazz's backstage pass once again i'm your host brian zimmerman and i was joined this week by jazz's online editor matt micucci i'd like to take a minute to thank this episode's sponsors they include smoke sessions records the label has just released a new record by drum legend al foster it's called inspirations and dedications check it out online at smokesessionsrecords.com Thanks also to Blue Note Records to check out the albums that we mentioned in this week's podcast, along with so many others. Visit bluenote.com. And thanks also to ECM Records, which this year celebrates its 50th anniversary. They've got a new concert recording of Keith Jarrett playing solo Bach from 1987. To learn more about that album and all the other great stuff coming out on ECM, visit ecmrecords.com. Another big thanks to the online streaming service Deezer. We regularly curate playlists on this platform. To check out our latest playlist, which features the best guitar shredders in jazz, visit Deezer.com and search for Jazz Is. Our playlists also appear on Cobuzz, another one of our sponsors. This is a high-res streaming service that is the premier destination for audiophiles looking to stream music online. Visit Cobuzz.com to learn more. That's Q-O-B-U-Z.com. Thanks also to the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark, New Jersey. On the calendar for them in November, a performance by Chaka Khan. It's taking place November 14th. For tickets and more info, visit njpac.org. That's njpac.org. Lastly, we'd like to thank the U.S. Navy Band Commodore's Jazz Ensemble, currently celebrating its 50th anniversary. They've got concert dates around the country. If you want to catch them in action, visit our website and click the Navy Band Commodore's banner. And as always, our theme music comes from the pianist Emmett Cohen. He's making things happen at EmmettCohen.com. That'll do it for me, everyone. I hope to see you next time on Jazz's Backstage Pass.